All right, Dynamic Menace. We're back one more time. What up, what up, what up? Another episode for that ear. Right. So we're winding down 2023. Mm-hmm. It's fucking came fast, man. Yeah, right? It is trippy to see how fast time goes, man. It just slips, man. That hourglass. Yeah. It's going a lot faster than I want it to. <laughs> it just seems like each year kind of slips by quicker and quicker. You know, yeah, it's weird because like even even just looking at us, like we wanted to, we planned on a couple of different episodes and topics, and something will happen to my schedule and blah blah. Next, you know, it's three weeks later. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean like it sucks. You like they talk about it like you learn as you get older how precious time is. Yeah, it's the one thing you can never buy more of. Well, that's the, the weird conundrum, right? Like, yeah. when you're a kid, like, you don't really have the frame of reference, you know? Yeah. You're so. like, oh, I got forever. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when we were in about 30s and 40s, like, you're fucking old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I'm not going to live to that be that old dude. I, and I'm not being pessimistic or being a weirdo. Like, I just, I've used a lot of my life. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised if you... Hear me in the fucking local news, like, oh, Rob LaFort dies at 45 of just being tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I completely relate to that. I'm just getting run down. Yeah, man. This, I don't want to be negative. Like, I want to, I'm trying yeah, to be yeah. positive, but 2023 kind of sucked. Not that. Just a yeah, lot of bad I mean, shit. Uh, it definitely had its times where it's like, fuck, man. That yeah. Was like, that was a swift kick. Man, like, if I step back, like, I definitely did make progress in certain things and, like, maybe learn some lessons. But overall, like, getting my motorcycle stolen and having stuff at work shake out the way it did, etc. Yeah. Um, especially the second half of 2023. It's not yeah. been super great. Yeah. <laughs> the halftime adjustments didn't go as well for the second half. <laughs> no, right? Even if I'm just talking about like the the casual stuff, like the like the movies that I was really psyched about, they ended up like not turning out to be as great. Like even if it's just like you just know simple stuff, yeah. Yeah. Like just But see, but that's but I, I feel like this is where you and me are the same. Like we we live by the simple things. We don't we don't yeah. ask a lot, man. We are Simple creatures, yeah, not dumb and easily amused. But the point is, like, we enjoy the simplicities of life and like the we appreciate the mundane and, yeah. and, the, and the things that are actually way more intricate when you actually look deeper. And like, we enjoy that stuff. It doesn't take a lot to make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's even more frustrating when yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm. I mean, the thing that keeps me going. Or it used to when I was a kid, and I kind of look back to when I was a young man to try and harness that energy. It was like that—that that, this kind of shit is what happened to Peter Parker, you know? Yeah. And he would acknowledge it, and you make a joke, and fucking talk about how much life kicks him in the balls. But you can't lay down. You got work to do. You yeah. know, there's no time to fucking just sit down and feel sorry for yourself. You know. You got responsibilities and life keeps going so i mean yeah i mean i to piggyback on that and maybe this is 
something we'll dive deeper into this episode too because it kind of you know translate well into what we're going to talk about but it's like fuck man yeah <laughs> like every day it's like dude what why yeah like, well well why that and then also what else am i doing what am i doing like, yeah why 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 i'm done why keep trying <laughs> you know and it's not even like whether it's a result of my own actions or things around me or it's just kind of just exhausted man there's so many things that ironically that i love to do also exhaust me you know like i love being there for people i love being a rock for people um being a form of mentor, therapist, and all those versions of things to be there and to be in service of people. But at the same time, it is so overwhelming and yeah. anxious and tiring. Sometimes you need a break. It can be a drain on you. Yeah, and then I can't even take care of myself, but yeah. I'm always wanting to be like, all right, well, let me make sure this is good. And it's like, kind of like what you're saying, like we're just sitting there always trying to do good, simple things. We don't ask a lot. Yeah. And then something, some stupid hiccup. Again, I got to take account of it. A lot of it's my own fuck-ups. But, like, yeah. really, man? Like, I was doing so well or I thought I was on a good road. Yeah. And I just shoot myself in the foot or life wants to fuck us. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you thought you were good? Here's this curveball. Yeah. I, just, just, I keep like, telling myself that, like, you know, it's, you know, the rainy days are what make the sunny days special, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> that's how I'm trying to look at it. Um, this is our this is our end of the year. We're getting into the holiday. Mm-hmm. So right now, if we're time stamping this thing, and we kind of want to follow up, maybe we'll do this like annually, like our well, mental health. Uh, what what we check-in. should do is talk about how it should be something, regardless on this podcast or just in general, it should be talked about. Yeah, but it is pretty um, relevant um, this time of year. Um, just overall mental health and the the awareness of people's mental health. Yeah, it's fairly common for people to go into depression around the holidays. So. Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. Um, we just see this personally and also just being in the service industry for so long. And we got to remember, even throughout the whole year, man, people are sad, they drink. Yeah. People are happy, they drink. Uh, and we notice that a lot more these times of year when, you know, it's one of the things we always look for when we were doing security is like, yeah. I think yeah, it's this also, person's cool, but they're they're by themselves. Yeah, communicate with the bartender. Be like, hey man, are they venting today? How's their day? How's their life? Yeah, are they drinking because they're having a shitty day? Um, are they alone? Are they sad? Like, yeah. these are things that the key signs and kind of flags you got to make sure you be aware of. Yeah, so that's kind of what we were talking about today. Um, I think I had like several little bits of news tidbits I want to talk to you about real quick yeah. before we get going. Uh, let me see. Sorry, everybody, for not having this already pulled up. Um, but while he's looking that up, yeah, this is something we kind of should make an effort yeah. to normalize the conversation. Um, yeah. You pick all the demographics. I mean, I'm not going to waste time looking up the numbers for you, but they're pretty high with the amount of, whether it's men, people in our service industry, especially what we notice personally, like friends and family in the service industry who don't talk about stuff, Yeah. who just basically put on the face put on the act men in general who have to be men quote unquote and being tough yeah um not to display feelings of weakness or being soft um yeah just all in all just not making it normal or okay 
to express any sense of vulnerability or weakness. Yeah. So we kind of want to make sure that you find somebody or some resource um, to express those feelings. Um, yeah. What, what you got looked up? Uh, let me see. There was a handful of uh, news tidbits in in the orbit of things we like to to check, keep tabs on. Uh, mm. First, did you hear about uh, Chris Hemsworth taking a step back from acting? Yeah. Uh, turns out he was predisposed to getting Alzheimer's. Yep. So I think he's taking a few steps back, um, focusing on spending time, time with his family, family yeah. seeing if there's any preventative like steps he can take, precautionary, you know. And, you see what that is, man? Kind of like we just started talking off with him, man, the, yeah. the value of time, right? Yep. He heard that news, and everything changed in that yeah. second. Yeah. Stu was on a roll, just loving life. Yeah. Obviously, one of the top actors and well-known actors. Um, obviously, the Marvel movies have propelled him forward to a whole new demographic that may not have known other other movies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, something simple like that. It's like, hey, man, the tough but reasonable, understandable decision is like, hey, my life, my personal, yeah, and, and my family is way more important than what I got going on here. Exactly. So I'm proud of him for making that decision. It's a hard one. Yeah. Because I think didn't Bruce Willis went through something similar right now, right, where he has, like, some degenerative, uh, like, he's his mind is kind of going. So... I think it was something from... <clears throat> um, he picked up from the Yakutoma Plaza. He inhaled something. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I think he went, not the other direction, but, like, he just went hard these last few years. I don't think it was Alzheimer's, but he went hard these last few years just cranking out, like, a ton of movies. Uh, But in order to help out, like, his friends and people in his circle to, like, kind of, yeah, help them profit kind of a little bit off of his name before he just can't do it anymore, you know? I mean, there's, there's no wrong way, right? Yeah. I mean, there's... Everybody, and, and this is another thing, like, everybody handles emotions and, and all these things differently. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. I think what you and me are learning, like, we can't control what happens to us. We can control just how we react. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. The next thing was, oh, last episode I was talking to you about that chick that was trying to fucking hate on Henry Cavill. Um, so that whole network was G4 TV, right? Yeah, yeah, no? yeah. Uh, so it turns out that like after all that and I think after this this chick made this dumb comment or whatever uh, there was another young actress or she was a personality on YouTube she was like talking to this YouTuber on his stream and she was like none of this shit surprises me none of it she was like <laughs> they they brought me in and like they uh, wanted me to audition for like one of their host jobs right and she was like, they had like a bunch of really fucking weird questions. And the guy was like, what? And she was like, well, the first one, she was like, tell me why we should cancel Batman. So <laughs> yeah, they were like, what? What? Cancel Batman? Why would we cancel Batman? And they were like, because uh, he's rich and he's white. And if it was any other, it was a minority or something like that, there's no way the cops would just be okay with it, this and that. And she could just tell that it was fucking just drenched in this woke horse shit. That's the direction this new version of this this company was taking. 
And she was like, ugh, I don't want to deal with any of this shit. <laughs> she was like, if I was getting fucking mugged or raped or something in Gotham, like, I wouldn't care what ethnicity or gender the guy is. Like, I just fucking care that he's, help- he's saving me. And they're like, oh, all right, well, who, what other superhero do you think we should cancel? And she's like, I don't know, P- Punisher? And like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, like, they're fucking psyched that she said that we should fucking cancel this other Caucasian male. Like, they were just so far up their own asses with this fucking woke horse shit going into it. So I don't even think it was completely all, as much as they tried to lay it at that, lay it at that one chick's feet, I'm pretty sure it was top to bottom, a bunch of fucking woke bullshit. <laughs> First of all, I want to say fuck you for trying to cancel Batman. Yeah, what is your deal? Yeah. Why does everybody want to? So you know, and I take it as a flattery. You know, everybody hates you when you're the best. Yeah. Hates you when you're on top. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Bring it on, Batman haters. You want to throw rocks at the throne? Um. The other thing was uh, Jason David Frank, uh, the Tommy Oliver from the Power Rangers. He mm-hmm. recently he passed away, and more and more details were coming out about those. His passing, uh, apparently he took his own life. And, uh, yeah, we wanted to send our condolences to his family. That So many of our childhood figures and heroes and stuff like that are just, especially this past month or two. I think that's where the impact comes in. I was I was talking to Big Courtney about this. Because yeah. he didn't even know, and I hate to be the one that told him about it. Yeah. He was wearing a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers shirt yesterday. I'm like, okay. You're kind of giving showing a little love. Yeah. He was like, what? He was like, honestly distraught. Yeah. Because we forget the impact and the memories we have, whether it's very small. Yeah. Or like, hey, I watched every episode. I loved it. I, yeah. That was my first costume. Um, you have all these things, but basically we have this, yeah, I mean, we put everybody on a pedestal, right? Yeah. When we're young, we, we enjoy them, we are, we honor them like they are heroes, you yeah. know? And Tommy was the fucking man. He was, he was the, the man. Green Ranger, left, <laughs> came back, was the White Ranger, like, yeah. he was a fucking badass. Everybody, I, I don't give a fuck who you are, you love the Pink Ranger. Yeah. We all thought he was smashing the Pink Ranger. Yeah. So you're like, yo. <laughs> Props, you know, you know, Tommy's beating up. Yeah, just everything about him was so cool. He had the long hair, super smooth, whatever. But even just with the fan base, he was just yeah. like well liked. Yeah, exactly. He was one of those guys you could tell he loved the fans. Like he was at a lot of the conventions. Yep. He was at like a lot of signings and things like that. Always down taking pictures and things like that. And on top of that, like I think that dude was like a legit martial artist. I was literally just gonna say that. Right? So on top of all that, like you said, when it comes to being part of your fan base, yeah. he was actually practiced a lot of martial arts. Yep. Like, obviously what was more popular back in the day as opposed to now MMA is like the Taekwondo's and those type yeah. of styles of karate and stuff like that. But he would, you know, put on little shows or acts for fans, yeah. you know? And he just, again, like any anybody that you love and honor and watch on the big screen, when they embrace a role, yeah. you're even more enamored by them, but like, oh, that's so awesome. He's he kind of Tommy in real life. Yeah. You know? And, um, so even if you don't know anything about him, you just you just think he's Tommy the rest of his life. You yeah. just think he lives his life like the Green Ranger. He's this resilient, strong, powerful guy. Yeah, nothing can stop him. He's a team player. Seems like integrity. He lifts everybody up. Yep. You know, and I'm sure he actually probably does live like that, which was more surprising to 
most people who go through these depressions and most people who end up making these attempts of suicide, whether they do it or not, I mean, you would never know these people are having troubles. No. Apparently, like, my information is all secondhand, but apparently what the popular belief is that, like, he's going through a divorce with, or he was going through a divorce with his uh, his wife at the time, yeah. and that's where a lot of it's his big trigger, struggles. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I want to <laughs> preface some of the stuff we go over today by saying this is a huge, huge topic yeah. that has many tangents, many topics, many opinions, so... Yeah. Um, please excuse anything we miss. Yeah. Um, any information that we're wrong, please let us know. Hopefully, like we can correct it. But the you know the goal is to cover a general idea of what we want to talk about. I'm sure there's episodes and episodes we can do on this topic. So yeah. I just want to let everybody know, like we this is obviously a topic that we we want to make sure we talk about and and educate ourselves on, and you know again normalize the conversation. So um, in no way we want to offend or forget anything. Um, you know, because the, these can come from depression, it can come yeah. from brain injuries. Some help. There's so many different things that, yeah. as we learn more and more, and the studies go on, like it, it can branch off of so many things. So, if we happen to not touch on something <coughs> that's personal to you, um, let us know. We'll bring it up on another episode or anything like that. But it's it's in no, uh, we're not trying to be negligent to any no. anything. Uh, but uh, from that, we're leading into our episode today, and we were wanted to uh, celebrate the life of one of one of our heroes one of our favorite actors and comedians was Robin Williams yes <clears throat> who spent his life dedicating it to like making people smile and laugh even though he was dealing and struggling with something uh, really difficult in his own personal life and nobody even apparently knew uh, but we want to try and focus on the joy he brought to everybody, like some of his better movies and things like that, and stand up and all the things we love about him. So this episode's about Robin Williams. <coughs> so after that, do you have like any favorite movies, or that really stand out? Um. So if I was to be honest, like I feel like you only get to appreciate certain artists like him. Uh, when you get older, you can like yeah. them. You're like, I don't know why I like him, but I like him. Yeah. He's silly. He's yeah. got a goofy tone, whatever. You know, and that's why you like him. But you don't appreciate him or give him his flowers and respect until you get older. You're like, man, he is talented. He's yeah. amazing. He is a pure heart. Um, but you talk about memory. I couldn't even tell you about the movie. But I just, I always remembered hearing him in Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. I know it sounds <laughs> weird, but you could... I vaguely remember the movie, but I just loved remember hearing "Good Morning." <laughs> like he was the radio host, you yeah, know? it was awesome. And again, I man, I can tell you the script at all, man. But I just knew that it was like, I'm sure those guys couldn't wait to hear that voice in the morning. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, he enjoyed being able to be that radio host to get those guys going through the morning to get yeah. them going because you know you're in fucking war. Yeah. Um. So I remember that. Um, obviously, you can't can't ignore fucking Aladdin. Yeah, being the genie, like he he made that genie come to life. Um, 
I know it's easy to say when he's the one that did it, but it's like, like, oh, he was made for that character, but he re- it really was, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's those are huge shoes to fill. If anyone wants to try to do something similar to that, I think we talked about it on on the Disney episode, but like they, he really was their first choice. Like they conceptualized the genie, and they were like, there's only one guy we have in mind that could do yeah, this. Yeah. We don't have a backup guy that. Well, can I have like, a backup. This is the guy we want. Yeah. And they brought him in, and they had like, they had drawn some like animatics that mm. go with the audio of one of his stand-up routines, you know. So yeah. you see the genie like performing like one of his stand-up, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. said like he signed up right off for that. He said <laughs> that's pretty dope. The animator said like one of the greatest feelings I've ever had was like watching Robin Williams laugh. Yeah, yeah. At one of my 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 works. Oh. That is pretty dope. Yeah. See, and that's and that's when it goes respected to the craft, right? Yep. Animation is exactly what you said. It's like bringing life to yeah. some guy's words. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously, he made that movie. Like that. That movie has like special meaning for me because I feel like that was one of the last times me and my mom went to the movies together. Mm. And I didn't even want to go. She made me go. Yeah. <laughs> ended up loving it. So that was like one of the last pleasant memories I had with her. But yeah, that movie, it's amazing. I think even away from the the feelings that I've tied to it, you know, mm. it's 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 one of their better movies, you know, especially yeah. from that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, they all stand the test of time, but there's like that, like... Yeah. I feel like there's any kid would love that movie. Yeah. You know, there's not... It doesn't fall off for anybody. It's no. not like, oh, that's not my kind of thing. I think everybody loves you. Yeah, you know? right. Um, one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid with him in it, which I didn't need to like grow up to appreciate him, was Popeye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go back and watch it now, I'm sure it's not like amazing, <laughs> you know, but it's for kids, you know, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. he was a perfect Popeye. You know, <laughs> I'm sure I would still enjoy it just because it it harkens back to just that era of cartoons that they just cannot do anymore because they're so violent. You know, yeah. Because Popeye and Bluto were lumping each other up every episode. You know, and that's all you knew. Yeah, like the violence we had in all the cartoons. You know, yeah. Like that's what the slapstick made it hilarious. Yeah. Like the more Tom and Jerry or the dog could fuck each other up, yeah. the more Bugs Bunny could fuck up Elmer. <laughs> yeah, there's, I think there's a scene in the Popeye movie where like Popeye loads up his fist like this and just like spins his <laughs> yes. fist around like and screw, it starts spinning. Like a coil, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the corkscrew blow and he just fucking lands some dynamite on Bluto's chin and it's it's amazing. Yeah. I think he um, fights a fucking octopus or something at the end. <laughs> something ridiculous. This was peak cinema when I was a little kid. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than this. Uh, another one that I loved, and I, I just, even if it's in my own head, or I just say it's uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. Same idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, like, when, especially when you're a kid, it's just him being silly, you know, yeah, dressing up like an and old I, lady. And that's, I think that's what always gravitated, I gravitated towards. He's yeah. just playful nature even as, even as an adult yeah and he had a way of feeling like he's not acting he's just being himself yeah you know what I mean and I think people who have that organic like just conversation yeah um, as opposed to like are oh, this guy's in a role like he was just man I'm, I'm 
I'm just having this conversation with whoever else is on screen with me. Yeah. It's, that's what's attractive. It was always attractive about them. Yeah, those, definitely. There's a handful of these movies that are just kind of him, <laughs> like his energy. And then there's like the more serious ones where he's actually, he's acting like Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, he plays a different role. He plays a figure um, where I, I feel that's what he wanted to do too. Like we talked about his his um, his goal to make other people around him not only just happy, but like, I felt like you know you start getting older and become not senior. That's not the word, but somebody who's been around. If you want to be a teacher or some yeah. type of mentor, and he plays that role as a father figure, or almost some type of like senior figure. Yeah. Well, in a couple of different movies like that. Um, guiding this young man through like his trauma and yeah. a bunch of the fucking horse shitty tough love too yeah is that yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's so good it's one of my favorite movies I can't watch it with anybody cause that scene where uh, Matt Damon and uh, Mini Driver's character are like fighting mm. and he's pretty much like you don't wanna know this shit like you wanna know that I don't have brothers you wanna know that my fucking the guy who took care of me put his cigarettes out on me you can see her like she wants yeah. to be mad but at the same time like her heart breaks learning yeah. that like all this bad shit happened to him and everything I can't watch it Yeah, I can't watch it with anybody <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have there's yeah. a few different movies and scenes that I yeah. immediately like I'm not crying you're crying <laughs> it's my allergies I hate this stupid time of year there's so much pollen in this room it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah I can't I refuse to watch it with anybody just cause of fucking it owns me for free <laughs> what about Jumanji Jumanji was great. It's I amazing. was gonna say that the they put me together. They're not the same, but they are. I put Jumanji and Hook. Together. Yeah, I feel the very family adventure. Yeah, yeah, that that style of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so kiddish. Plays it up a little more like that teen. I love Hook. So you follow like you kind of grow up with them. This yeah. is why it was cool because you kind of have all those levels of movies that you can grow up with them. But Hook is, I think Hook is a good premise. Like, I mean, it could have happened. Before in another movie before then I just didn't know about it but the the idea of like this this childlike figure because Peter Pan's pretty iconic for like a, a children's story you know and then taking that idea of him growing up and just being the stuffy banker who's like Mr. No Fun and he has to relearn all that shit and, you know yeah it was a it was very creative the way they went about it. It's a creative story, I felt like. And who better to play, like, the giant man-child than, <laughs> than Robin Williams? Um, I think one that doesn't get a lot of props... Well, I know I actually love... And when I bring it up, sometimes people think it's weird, but I love The Birdcage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is pretty so funny. so good. Yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a long time, but I remember yeah. just enjoying it Undercover, like I was not ashamed, but it was almost like I didn't want to let people like I really like it, but it was on. I'm like, I want to watch it. You're hilarious. And then you watch it more, and it had nothing to do with the the gay innuendos and all, and yeah. like the fact that there was, you know, there was nothing homophobic that I didn't want to watch. It was just more like I didn't know how or why I should enjoy this movie. I'm like, it's yeah. different. It's not the normal goofy slapstick yeah. Robin Williams. I'm like, yeah. oh, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Uh, yeah, because him and Nathan Lane play so well off of each other, and then even uh, and Nathan Lane's hilarious. I he's actually, amazing. I yeah. yeah, 
because uh, even uh, I think Hank Azaria is was their butler. With <laughs> yeah. Refused to wear shoes or whatever. Yes. Or couldn't wear shoes. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I just remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We're making you guys a playlist for the winter. It gets you through the winter. Kind of cheer you up. Right there. But the birdcage is close to the top. It was one of those. <laughs> um, let me see. I like a ham. Uh, let me see. We talked about Goodwill Hunting. Latin. Uh, do you remember Fern Gully? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I forget he was in that, that right? Yeah. There was actually, um, and we talked about this again on, on the episode before uh, with Q and Nico, we were talking about Disney, but uh, I know the company, he'd signed on to Fern Gully first, and that was important to him because it had like a save the environment type of message, and he also signed on to do uh, Aladdin after, like, I think the ball had already started rolling on Fern Gully, he was just going to do both, but Disney was trying to muscle that production company out of Ferngully, they thought he was going to drop out. And that led to, like, the feud with him and Disney for, like, a long time. But, like, yeah, Ferngully was, like, one of his, his passion projects. He was very... He's very passionate about uh, not selling a bunch of crap to kids, which is one of the things he stipulated when he was going into his contract with Disney. Like, I don't want to yeah. be in a bunch of the marketing selling like a bunch of genie fucking plushies and shit to kids you know like yeah. I think these things should be somewhat educational to a degree you know mm. just not giant toy commercial you know I remember one of the things I remember it came up I don't know if it was because of Disney that it came up because maybe they were giving a backlash yeah. but one of the things he has in his personal contract is that all the extra hands and help um, he hires a lot of homeless people yeah, on set. I'd heard that. Um, like I'm talking about like like ten and up with over a couple dozen. Like just he, that's just again to go back to you know we're giving him his flowers today and just showing him his love. It's just his goal was like how can I use my platform? How can I use my power, my ability to help others? You know. Yeah. And to make that like hey no that's part of my contract man. It's not like hey yeah. can you do me a favor? Let me get a plug. Like yeah. no. Like, you're not going to get me unless all these things are part of it. And part yeah. of it is you have to prove to me you're hiring X amount of people in poverty and give them some jobs, some legit jobs, and pay them. Yeah. And, uh, again, that's just another addition to, you know, his his mission, you know, his, his life mission of trying to take care of the people around him and be an impact. Yeah, improve people's lives and, like, you know. Yeah. And yeah. the whole time struggling to take care of himself. You yeah. Know? Which is, again, an amazing feat that I'm sure plenty of people are dealing with, you know? Yeah, he was something special. Yeah. Um, yeah, when it comes to, you know, when I when I see him, like like I said, we were talking about Goodwill Hunting, that is, like, Dead Poet Society. Yeah. You got some of those guys, like, I feel like, again, some of those things cross over, like... He wants to be that teacher professor. He wants to talk to people. Because you see some of his interviews as in the later part of his years, he was just uh, always trying to instill some type of, like, a goodwill, if you let me, if, if I say so. Yeah. Uh, uh, some type of agenda of, like, hey, let's be good influence to the world, you know? Yeah. Um, I know it's kind of popular or trendy. I sometimes I use the audio of it. But one of the things he talked about when he's, I think it was during the Mark and Mindy, um, 
episodes where he's talked about just basically, uh, I don't want to quote it because I'm going to fuck it up, but basically he's like, man, I don't know how much time I have on this earth, but I, I hope I have an impact, even if it's one person. Yeah. I hope I influence and make one person happy. You know, that's the, the least and the most thing I could do. You know, and I feel like he just lived that part of him every day. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we had more people like that, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm generally negative about people. I don't really like being around them or anything, but I just feel like people like that see the potential for good mm. and can just bring it out of people or, like, inspire the best in everyone. Yeah, I wish it, there were It's hard to... To naturally make people smile, yeah. And I felt like he he always had people smile around him, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, what else did you want to kind of bring up about Robin Williams, or uh, did you want to kind of go into some other characters similar to him that like were dealing with some mental health? I was watching a lot of stand up today, like a lot of in his talk show, yeah. uh, his talk show uh, bits. He's just, yeah, he was a light. I think I was a light. Um, did you have like any uh, outlets for people who might be? Yeah, so not feeling so great this time of year. Again, there's so many subtitles and like different avenues to go with this, whether it's depression, um, certain versions of disorders whether it's you know personality disorders stuff like that there's just different avenues that can lead to potential thoughts of depression and suicide so some of the ones I wanted to bring up were kind of the not vague but some easy ones that can help you guide you into where you need to be yeah whether it's you personally whether it's hey I have a family or friend member that is dealing with this or hey I need help how do I deal with it with a friend like what's I'm having trouble dealing with my friend dealing with suicide. Yeah. Um, I'm going over this, again, there's a bunch of avenues, which I realize more and more is that there's so many resources. So the one thing you let people know is like, hey, there are people available that want to listen. There are people available that want to help. There are people who are educated on how to help. That's the other thing too. It's like, you may want to help, but if you got to tell people that trust the people who are educated in this field to guide you in the direction that can get you out of that little hole. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to online, um, or no, let me go first about the phone number. So there's one of the most basic ones, especially I know we're in San Diego, so I'll talk about that one. This is one um, called the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services at Administration. Um, we'll post a lot of this on the website on, on, under our podcast and everything. But there's a number there. It's basically one 800 662 help which breaks down to 662-4357 basically same idea so you go in there and kind of just be open but like hey look, this is what I'm dealing with yeah. like, this is how I feel and there's going to be a therapist and operator to be able to guide you in direction like listen maybe I should can I suggest someone for you to talk to or can I suggest a place for you to go to Yeah. Um, one of the other things I realized I looked up to is and this is again in the state of California you'd, it'd be good for you to look up um, some of the laws of insurance in your own state. But um, I know in 2020, uh, they passed something that required all state-regulated commercial health plans that they have to provide the full coverage for treatment of this. Really? Or something like, yeah. So just look up your stuff. So there's 
the opportunity for you to get coverage is there. Um, obviously, whatever holes and loops you got, hoops you got to jump through to get it. But there was a law passed in California, so if it's state mandated, whatever your insurance is, yeah, um, they're supposed to be able to provide that coverage. It may have to be, you know, I source and be like, hey, um, your personal physician has to be like, hey, I need to recommend it. Whatever the, you know, the loops are, but supposedly it's supposed to get some coverage. So when money's a problem, it shouldn't be. Um, I don't know how long or healthy that process is, but yeah. in the state of California, it should be covered. Um, there's also a couple websites you can look up. There's a bunch, but some of the two that I felt, again, has a lot of titles where you can kind of search where you fall under. There's one that's called 211sandiego.org, and there's up to up number two sd.org. So those two, what I saw, are some easily manageable online things you can look up. Yeah. Uh, but another thing I, I realized too is that sometimes, I mean, let's talk about ourselves. Like we don't want to fucking talk to people. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to yeah. go to an office. Um, the energy and motivation, whether it's because you don't feel like it or that's just not your character, um, there are some apps or some basically um, you can use the online and not necessarily have to talk to somebody on the phone, but maybe you know just type or text somebody. There's some really um, improved and, and, and updated apps that are very helpful. Uh, some of the top five that I looked up, and number one right now, and you probably see some more commercials of it, is called BetterHelp. BetterHelp is probably one of the number one more ranked ones. Um, and these are some of these can either be free or very um, <coughs> financially reasonable. Yeah. Um, and this is between therapy slash like just treatment and just kind of, again, whatever yeah. direction you may need. Uh, but BetterHelp was one of the better ones over across the board, probably number one. Another called Regain. And again, these are all apps. So yeah. you can get them on your phone, yeah. look them up online, and then it'll probably drive you. Just I mean, makes this direct whole you to it. thing more accessible. 100%. And just... that's what it's about. Like, there's not to say no excuse, get your shit together, but yeah, there's yeah. no excuse. You have a resource. You just got to dig deep and find out your why. And once you get it, like, have one of these people help you. Yeah. So, better help is number one. Regain. Um, there's another one called Faithful Counseling. Um, being faithful. So, some people who have that want to have their religious more driven background. Yeah. Um, that's one of the more popular ones as well. Um, there's one called teen counseling. Um, nowadays with, you know, so many things can be very overwhelming for kids. I mean, not that they yeah. weren't before, but I feel like there's so much more thrown into kids' face because there's so much information that's really available. Yeah. So it can be very overwhelming. Um, social media in general, obviously we know with you know all these all these apps and all the stuff like sense security all these things depression is very higher yeah it's a lot higher with you know teens nowadays just because the need to fit in or feel better like yeah. it's just all that bs that i'm glad that we never really had to do. we deal with it in different ways i think we were talking about that the first episode we were talking about with mental health where like just social media can totally feed into that because you see you have so yeah. many people projecting this life that's just awesome yeah. and it looks perfect all the time and then somebody might see that and be like, so well, my life doesn't, isn't perfect. Not even close to what this yeah. person's posted. Yeah. Why isn't my life like that? And they yeah. feel bad about that. And then yeah. they feel bad about feeling bad about that. And yeah. it's just a never-ending cycle. Weird cycle, so, yeah. yeah. And then they either have to lie or feel the need to project this fake life. Yeah. 
Um, and it just keeps developing this huge insecurity and lack of like belief in their own, you know, character and who they are as a person and yeah. where they're going. So yeah. yeah. So there's a teen counselor and one of the other ones, again, there's so many, but I wanna limit it to the five. And there's one that's called Cal Calmary. So C A L M E R Y. Uh, and that was another one just again, these are either there's some free options or some very financially reasonable options of getting help. Yeah. Um but another thing I wanted to get into is just again, it's going back to the basics of what is easy to start with, and it's just finding someone to talk to. Yeah. Um, and if that doesn't start, I think the basic one is being physically active. Yes. 100%. I think in life in general, you find anyone that keeps themselves physically active, they're more than likely to be a lot more mentally durable. Doesn't mean that they're not gonna get depressed. Doesn't mean that they don't yeah. have tar- hard times. But the durability and the ability to be resilient through in tough times um, is a <clears> lot <throat> higher because the physical activity and all that stuff that that brings um, just keeps them on the go. We're also uh, flooding your system with endorphins, mm-hmm. which you know can kind of be mood stabilizers. You know, if you're not getting that. And couple that with wintertime. You're not going out and you're not getting vitamin D from the sun so much. So that can stack and just make you feel really, really, really bad. Yeah. Really bad. They said, uh, so I was looking up a lot of this stuff today. They said the, I think the suicide rates were, oh, you know what it was? The life expectancy had dropped for the first time, uh, I think almost ever. In consecutive years, I think it was 2020 and 21, just because the combination of suicide rates and heroin overdoses. Yeah, nothing to do with health. Yeah. Because health-wise, we're obviously the healthiest we've ever been. We have so many resources to live as long as we want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's just, again, I'm not trying to simplify it, but it is something as simple as having the conversation. And with that being said, some of those people don't show the signs that they need yeah. that conversation. So it goes back to just, you care about people, don't wait for the moment. Yeah, You know, don't, just like everything else. I mean, we started this conversation today about the value of time. You don't know the next time you could tell somebody you love them. You don't know the next time you're going to tell somebody, hey, thank you, I appreciate you as a friend. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm great. Yeah, that's that casual bullshit conversation. Yeah. Like, hey, what's really going on? How is work? Does it suck? Yeah. Instigate questions that will have a deeper meaning and, and answer that hopefully will instigate, you know, the little breaking of the wall and make somebody be a little more vulnerable and hopefully they open up to you. It's so funny the perspective we gain, like, as we get older and, like, I feel like when I was, obviously, when you're younger, you don't, like I said, you don't have the frame of reference and everything, but now hearing someone say that, like, the thing that makes life precious is that it ends, like, it makes perfect sense. It's yeah. So, I wouldn't have got that when I was, I wouldn't have understood that. Because you're like, it's you know, stupid. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. Yeah. Fucking dumb 16, 17-year-old kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, uh... It's that immortality that, like, it's a great feeling, man. It's a high, yeah. it's like a drug. Yeah. To have that sense of immortality. It's a fucking amazing thing. But, yeah, man, once that drug goes away. Yeah. And the reality kicks in. Because like, even when I was, like, 
in my 20s or whatever like and you're making plans for the future and I'm not soaking in the moment and the now and the 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 company I I get to keep now with like your friendship and my other friends and like these other things I was just taking them for granted I was enjoying myself but I wasn't like mindful uh there's actually so obviously I love Bill Murray one of uh, I think I was watching this thing called The Philosophy of Bill Murray, and uh, he was a student of this philosopher, I think his name was G.I. Gurdjieff, and a lot of what his teachings were was to be mindful of the external, like the world around you and your own feelings inside, and then take a step back and being able to uh, be aware of both of them. And there's like a handful of interviews where like you'll see Bill Murray just get really deep and he's they're like well what do you what are your hopes for the future and he's like i just want to focus on being really present at all times you know mm. and i didn't get it when i first heard it but in these past few years like it all makes sense like i yeah. want to enjoy my life exactly the way i want to you know and not worry so much about what's down the road life is what happens while you're making plans for it you know it's funny how you have all those quotes and cliche stuff that yeah. like slowly start like ah, start light clicking. bulb. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's so funny because I, I laugh to myself, but it yeah. just it clicks, you know. Yeah. Like you hear all that, like oh, that's the past, yeah, that's the future, but this is why it's the present. Like yeah. it sounds stupid, but it's like yeah. so true, you know. Yeah. Um, and go ahead. I, I heard it the other day, and it was kind of interesting. It was another way to put it because I, you know, you hear all the versions of that. But it was like, this, and I couldn't misquote it, but I, it was pretty simple. It was like, if you're angry, it's because you're living in the past. Mm-hmm. If you're anxious, it's because you're worried about the future. Yeah. It's like, you're most peaceful, most calm, it's just living in the present yeah. and enjoying that. Again, sounds so simple and cliche, and stupid, <laughs> but it's, it is, man. But And what it did was, so now I think the difference is I can take something assess it and see how it applies to me yeah. i think that's where it makes sense you know yeah um yeah we get it yeah you can focus and comprehend all these things when you're younger but it's like all right how do i apply and i think yeah. that's the other thing it's like all right you can have all these great ideas how do you execute how yeah. do you, what's your strategy to apply to your life and i get it man and i try to find things like i don't have anger issues but i do i'm not that weird banner hulk guy like i have my times where i can blow up yeah and i'm deep angry and pissed inside i have other times where i'm super anxious but i'm trying to be the banner to be this calm and cool man yeah and it's a everyday constant battle you know yeah. so when i think about and i thought about that i was like man what am i angry about man am i what am i not letting go yeah and it is true because if you're angry about something it's like something that already happened it's yeah. done right so let that shit go motherfucker it's like yeah and then if I'm anxious, yeah, I, I get anxious a lot, man. And it's in my own head because I'm thinking about shit that hasn't happened or I think, what if, what am I, oh, yeah. and I freak myself out. So that was probably one of the realest things I've heard lately that yeah. applies to me heavy. I'm like, ah. Oh. And that doesn't mean I want to be blissful. I don't want to be retarded and unaware. Yeah. I'm not telling people to just like, you know, oh, just blindly walk around. Everything's great. Yeah. But, no. you know, it, it, it was definitely hit, you know? Yeah. It's be mindful of the future and everything, but just don't over 
stretch yourself out over it. Yeah. You ever? Uh, do you ever? Do you ever see that movie City Slickers? Yeah. Of course. All right. So, one of the things I come back to it pretty regularly <laughs> in my head, you know, because Curly was the shit, right? Yeah. For anybody who hasn't who hasn't seen it, basically the premise is it's like these three guys, right, who are like they're on the verge or they're they're in a midlife crisis, like their life isn't going the way they wanted or the way they pictured it being when they were younger. And uh, they decide to go on this uh, cattle drive. It's Bill Crystal's like birthday or something, right? Billy Crystal, yeah. I think he's approaching like 40. Something, something like that. Yeah. So it was an event. And they're yeah. Like, Yo. And I think his wife said like she just was over the marriage or something like she was yeah, just yeah. wasn't in love the way she used to be. And then like... It's not the same spark. I think one of his buddies like wasn't... Uh, he was cheating with like one of the fucking girls at his work. It was something weird, yeah. Yeah, they were all like having these midlife crises. And you had the one guy who was like single, living it up, right? Yeah, exactly. So they all go and uh, trying to, to find, ranch, right? Yeah, they're trying to capture their their spark and who they were. They're all like kind of run down and like defeated by life, and they're trying to find their vim and vigor again. <laughs> and like Curly is this fucking rugged cowboy. <laughs> Who has to put up with these fucking city fucks? Light matches off his cheek. (laughs) (laughs) And like, he has to like be the tour guide for all these fucking soft ass city fucks to come up there pretending to be cowboys for a week, (laughs) you know? And, uh, you know, that's kind of where the humor comes from because they're all like fish out of the water and he's just like this grizzled old fucking just uh, tired of all this shit. Uh, But. That him and Billy Crystal kind of find some common ground, and they kind of uh, slowly start forming a friendship to a little bit where uh, Billy Crystal's kind of telling him, like, about his life and why he's out there. And he's like, yeah, my wife, this and that, and, like, my marriage isn't isn't what I pictured, It's and my life just isn't where I thought it, would, it was going to be when I turned this age. And Curly was like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm, I'm about to turn 40. And he was like, yeah, you guys all come up here about the same age. You spend your whole life putting knots in your rope, and you think one weekend out here will fucking undo them all. He's like, you know what's important in life? And Billy Crystal's like, what? And he goes, one thing. And he puts up his finger, and he's like, your finger? And he's like, no, you just figure out that one thing that's fucking important to you. Everything else is fucking bullshit. And basically, he's just saying, like, just keep it simple. There are things that are in your control, and there are things that aren't, you know? And... If you can just kind of reframe everything, and that's kind of how I bring myself back to center. Yeah. It's like thinking like Curly's. Like, yeah. Hey, me, if it helps, know? it helps. I get that. And it's just weird. Like, I do, I feel like I have these two versions or multiple versions probably of me. Yeah. I mean, I think you've seen all of them, obviously, as my bestie, but. Yep. I, I want to hate everybody. I want everybody to get away from me. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you display a lot more than me. Yeah. <laughs> but I embrace that. I do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when the opportunity presents itself, I can't help but want to go, hey, man, what do you need? I got you. Yeah. And I have this open arm policy. I have this need, which is probably, I do again, I do it to myself because I make my cup full. And I, I, I overspent myself. I just want to be there for other people. But it's yeah. like, man. But in return, I, you're pretty much beloved around here, around the bar industry. <laughs> Falsely. Sometimes I feel it's like, I don't even know why you guys like me because I'm horrible. You're lovable. <laughs> <laughs> they only knew how much of a shitbag well, I am. This is the thing. Like, uh, 
only we know like the dark and dirty stuff and we look at that stuff we look at our own dirt and we judge ourselves off of that but like all these other people don't see that you know they don't see what what you're down on yourself about they see the face you present and you're incredibly uh, social you're likable you're fun you know you're gregarious uh yeah. I do feel like I, I don't want to say I guess I will say pay it for it it is something I, I felt like it's um, you're open with everybody to a degree I don't want to make it sound like it's a duty like I have to because I enjoy it but it's like I do feel all of us like if you'd ask me like you know as I get old to what I want like I want to be of service I yeah. want to help I do feel if you would ask me what my goal is and kind of like swing back to kind of what we were talk- I was talking about earlier like man I'm just tired man I don't, I don't feel like I need to live long I live the great life yeah because part of it's like what's our why right yeah and I have this weird conversation with my mom weird because I talked to her like an adult as opposed to mom and son yeah and it was kind of weird but it was it was cool to finally be an adult with my mom and have this conversation about different things as an adult one of the things we talked about was our why's you know yeah and I don't know. I just, and again, I'm not being a downer, not pessimistic. I'm not saying people don't wouldn't appreciate me being around. But I'm like, I'm cool with being done. Me too. Because like, what's my why? And my yeah. why is to feel like I want to be of service. I want to help people out. And if I was to stop today, I, I don't feel guilty. I've helped a lot of people. I like yeah. to think, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean, I do my best every day for people I care about to make sure my hand is always extended. Yeah. And I learned the difference between when I was younger and now, they don't have to take my hand. It's okay. Um, you don't have to like me. That's okay, too. If I do my part to extend myself, and this is why this topic is important to me, I have this, even though I've done nothing wrong, I feel like I always have this extreme guilt or this sorrow, this empathy for people. I'm like, man, you know, like, did no one talk to Tommy? Yeah. Did no one talk to Anthony Bourdain? Yeah. Did... No one tell Robin Williams, like, hey, man, you're making us laugh. Who's making you laugh? Yeah. Like, that hurts my heart, you know? And I feel that idea of someone feeling alone in a crowded room, which I've been there, man. And that's why when you say that, when you say, all these people love you, man, I'll tell you what, man, this is me being a little vulnerable. Yeah, I get it, man. There's a lot of people that do have my back. But you know what? I can be in that full bar and everybody's like, oh, Rob's man. I'm like, I still feel hella lonely sometimes. It's just not the same. And, I, and it's no one's fault. And I, that's what I'm saying. I empathize with some of these people. I am blessed to know that I haven't been to that extreme low with these people like, hey, I'm done, done. Yeah. I like to think as much as I joke around being done, like I would never be at a point where I want to take my own life. Well, I hope I'm not. Yeah. You know? And if I do, I hope I have the courage to talk to somebody. Um, and this goes out to everybody who's listening, man. I hope you have the courage to be like, hey, I need help. Yeah. And that's something I've... I'm still struggling with is like we got to ask for help. Um, yeah, things don't things on the outside aren't always <clears throat> what they seem, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's 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 definitely interesting. Like my perspective when I look into these things and and I see and I read these things, it's like ah, oh, it, it does, man. It, it, it hurts the heart to think that like man. And I immediately go, man, was this that? I think about their last moments. I'm like, man, did they feel that low? Was that yeah. you know? And it sucks to think, man. And all it would have taken is maybe, and I'm sure, and, and it, that scars family, it scars friends for a long time. Like, did I not say something to that person? Did I not yeah. reach out? Did I, da, 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 you know, but 
hopefully, um, again, the, the goal is to normalize these conversations. Because even if you don't speak up, hopefully someone around you is talking about it and it gives you a little courage to feel okay about how your feelings, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of, whether it's AA or other narcotics uh, meetings, like the idea is the courage for someone to speak so it inspire others, you know? Think about all the tattoos and drawings you post and you draw them. You, they may not message you, but they're inspired and they love it, you know? One thing I got to remind myself is as weird as it makes me feel when I post stuff about working out or whatever, there's someone quiet not saying anything, but they're like, hey, man, that's awesome. I yeah. get motivated. So we got to remind ourselves how important our actions are and that people, even the shadows, are always hopefully paying attention, you know? Yeah. Um, especially in the services, man. We we have to play this role every day, right? So how many times people come up to you like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you smiling? Yeah. Everybody feels, for the most part, whether it's security to bar, to server, to manager, we have to put on our face. And a lot of times we're so good at it, we we mask our own real feelings. We work so much on trying to play the role at our bar, restaurant, club, whatever we do, that we don't know how to go back to who we are, which is like, hey, sometimes I'm tired, sometimes I'm in pain. Yeah. And we don't bring up some of the tribulations we go through. Not often do like the bosses and managers tell you leave your stuff at home. But like Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, it's hundred percent. I've said it. Yeah. I've told uh-huh. staff, hey, you clock in, your outside shit is not inside shit. Yeah. It's true, man. It's and it's tough, you know? Which is why, even more, we're the best functioning alcoholics. Yeah. And you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, what else goes with alcohol? All the drugs, all the stuff. Like, yes. So, it is a very slippery slope. And, you know, again, if we don't talk about it, if we don't... We all know somebody that drinks a lot or takes a lot of drugs. We're kind of like, oof. Yeah. They should probably slow down. But we don't tell them. No. We don't go out and go, hey, man. Stop drinking, man. I, I got you. I'll take you home. I yeah, got you. Something going on. Or how many times do we, and I'm, again, I'm not blaming somebody because being a someone who's done it myself, like how many times do people get so fucked up we watch them get in the car? Yeah. You know, it's just, again, just accountability for each other. Let's normalize going, hey, man, that guy's drinking or that girl's drinking a lot more than she should. Like, what's up, yeah. man? Let's talk to her tomorrow because obviously right now is not the best conversation, but like, we'll see what's up. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I've lost like several friends, like just dealing with stuff, um, not letting anybody know about it, or us kind of having an idea, but nobody wanted to like pry into their business, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cost of that is them, you yeah. know. And it just I carry around a lot of regrets with certain ones in particular, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was one particular like uh, we kind of we never falling out, but I definitely I didn't like seeing her around the people that she was around that was kind of enabling all that. Yeah. So I just removed myself from it mm-hmm. rather than like say anything. Yeah. And the next thing I knew, she was gone. Yeah. You know. So. I mean, there was one I. I was with her that night before it happened, and we were good friends. Uh, I'm not gonna say we're the greatest friends, but we've always had a very close relationship. It was like one of those people who, man, on the outside, everybody would thought, man, that 
she's just always pleasant, always yeah. smiling. Uh, we were working together that night. Actually, me and Big James, we had to, we sent her home. She was getting so fucked up. Yeah. And uh, I kind of had an idea she was going through a lot. I mean, I did. It wasn't like I kind of, but yeah. When you hear the story so much, at some point you're like, oh, oh, you're dealing with it again. Yeah. So instead of trying to figure out, hey, how are you going to solve this? You get annoyed. Yeah. So I, I have to deal with this. Like, man, was my annoyance or my lack of tolerance, like one of the few outlets that she lost so she's like fuck you know I'm yeah. done with this you know and it sucks to think about that and I try not to beat myself up over that or overthink it because at the end of the day the reality is like you know she made choices on her own yeah but I mean that's that's I know for a while it was tough for me to swallow to be one of the last people she saw walked her out at the time this was only cabs there was no yeah. cabs, you know no vision stuff and it's like fuck man but yeah, it's it's this is a very touchy, sensitive subject for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't like talking about it because it's an uncomfortable thing. Especially but, for guys, like when we don't like talking about feelings and stuff like that, yeah. or like especially if it's a guy to like guy. having a girl. If it's not your girl, like and she's yeah. kind of opening up about her feelings, like it can kind of be uncomfortable, you know, yeah. like. Well, think about it. Like, I don't care what anybody <coughs> says. There, there are male and gender roles. Male yeah. gender roles. There's gender roles for a reason. As a male, you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed yeah. to be very independent, and you're supposed to be, if anything, yeah, be able to take care of everybody else. I'm the rock. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to be strong. Nothing facing me. You have a problem. Lean on me. Yeah. I can't show any sign of weakness. How, as a leader, can you come to me if I'm looking scared? Yeah. You know, if I'm the general, if I'm the captain, if I'm leading a bunch of troops, or if I have a team of people that's looking up to me and I show any fear or a yeah. sign of weakness. Or uncertainty. Where, yeah, where where is their faith in, in where we're going? What do you think I about? have to constantly be in this state of confidence and state of yeah. assurance, and I need to transfer that. Yeah. So that's one thing to feel it and show it on your face, and now I have to transfer those emotions to everybody else around me. Yeah. That's tiring. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, and, and I relate to that because I feel like I've done that a lot in my life, you know, yeah. like, I feel like a lot of people look up to me, or fortunate enough, and, I, and I'm blessed to have this, like, being in a position of power, being in management, or leading a team, or being some head of something, like, hey, man, these people look up to you, they depend on you to make decisions, yeah. do whatever. As small or big as those things are, I can't, again, that's why my outside shit can never be my inside yeah. shit, you know? Um, One of the things I had to learn was... Uh, being able to switch gears between being something along those lines versus because like let's say hypothetically somebody comes to me like with their issue and my knee-jerk reaction is like looking for the solve like how to fix it you know and that's not always the answer like sometimes you just need to listen Mm-hmm. You know, and that was something I had to. That is learn. huge. You just you know? hit a huge point, man. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I think I was actually talking to a good friend of ours, Dallas. Um, he's juggling a lot of problems with him and his lady, but um, not between each other, but like a death in the family. Yeah. And one of the things I said is like, hey, man, you just got to be available. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't need to answer everything. And, and I'll give credit, I'll shout her out, but shout out to Laura. She. We've been good friends ever since we broke up, and she's actually been a very good point of reference um, of letting me know how I can be a better person. She yeah. knows me better than most people, 
And one of the things she's always called me out is like, stop being a guy. Don't try to answer everything. Yeah. Don't try to fix everything. You can't. Yeah. Sometimes, like you just said, you just need to listen. Yeah. You need to show a, a, a point of confidence, a, a sense of a good ear, and just going, or just empathizing. Yeah. So when I say something, be like, validate it. Yeah. All right, show me validation. That's all I need. Boom. And uh, she pointed that out a long time ago, and it was something that always stuck with me because I respect her opinion. Uh, and, and it made sense. It, it's, it shows, like, just your ability to listen can come from people. Yeah. And then to validate their feelings because whether they're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. Who, that's an opinion, right? Yeah. So, but just to validate, hey, I get why you feel that way. And leave it at that. It doesn't yeah. have to be, but, da, 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 da. Yeah. And uh, that's huge, man. Yeah. Instead of trying to come back and like, well, maybe you should try doing this instead. All you had to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just make them feel worse. Yeah. <clears throat> that motherfucker, I was trying to, I was trying to open up. I wasn't looking for a fucking answer. Yeah, I didn't need notes. Uh, stop telling me what I already know. That's the other <laughs> two. And like, man, I, I know the answer. I don't need you to tell me. I just yeah. Wanted to fucking, you know, vent. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that, and again, that goes back to what men try to do. Men just try to fix shit, you know? Yeah. We want to be, like, the protector, provider, yeah. like, yeah. the the leader. I, I'm a firm believer in those gender roles, man. Yeah. They're there for a reason. But, you know, we just got to be aware of them and know when to use them when yeah. not to. Know when to throttle back on 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 that guy. Yeah. You know? If you uh, just fucking listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I feel like... Uh, well, who knows if it would have made a difference. But, like, if my parents were actually in my life more, maybe I would have got some of these lessons instead of just having them land on my face throughout, you know, my adventures and I'm going back and forth on that. Yeah. I mean, I... There are many days where I'm very envious where people are like, oh, man, I just had to call my dad. Yeah. I have an amazing mother, and she's done above and beyond. Um... She's, you know, but she's a foreign Filipino little lady. Yeah. All she knows is hard work, and it's very hard for her to. She doesn't know how to comprehend any tough situation and be able to have any empathy, yeah. <laughs> or give advice because she's a tough, stubborn bitch. <laughs> and she's a, like, there's nothing you could tell her. She's like, what? That? Why does that bother you? Like, it should be more like yeah. you're stupid, or, well, you just got like just some. Just lazy old and like, hey, figure yeah. it out or whatever. Yeah. She, that's what she is. She had no choice, man. She was fucking broke, had to take care of eight kids, came here being a single mom. Yeah. Fucking, what are you going to tell her about tough life? She's like, yeah. oh, you going to tell me about tough life? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell her shit. And then, like, same idea. Like, I didn't have my dad. So I remember hearing people like, ah, oh, man, da, da, da. I just called my dad. I feel a lot better. I'm like, fuck, man. I wish I had that go-to person to call, which yeah. would have been my dad. But at the same time, I'm like fucking Batman. I didn't have those motherfuckers, so yeah. it made me who I am. So back to you fucking Batman haters. <laughs> He's resilient <laughs> as a result of his fucking trials and tribulations. So yeah, I feel like on the flip side, yeah, because I didn't have that male figure, which I feel men need it. Like, boys yeah. need a, a man to teach them how to be a man, you know? Yeah. Your mom can be amazing, but it takes a man to teach you to be a man, you know? Yeah. I, I believe that. It's not... A discount on women it's it's just that's it is what it is you know yeah and uh you just you learn the hard way right i'm curious about who i would have been if this nigga been around yeah you know what i mean 
Maybe I would have finished school. Maybe I would have still been playing ball. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I would have yeah. been married by now. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But, you know. What's Multiverse Drew up to right now? <laughs> oh, it's 617. What if you had, <laughs> like, three dogs? <laughs> you got some... A closet full of cardigan sweaters, like yeah. Argyle, fucking over. <laughs> I just need one peek into that universe. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Now my dad was a fucking. This what dude was—he was a cowboy. Was scarf. You're like, you know what? I don't like too much of my arms. I just want a scarf around my neck. <laughs> now, I'm I'm pretty sure I would have been even worse off if my dad had been around. Cause, <laughs> like, even talking to him, like, he's he's. He's a hillbilly cowboy, you know what I mean? <laughs> like his his opinions and uh, methods of operation are not. Uh, I think they would be frowned upon. <laughs> I think like one of our last conversations, like when he was trying to talk to me about women, right? Because this is like his. I think he's had like three or four marriages, you know. Yeah. And he was like, "Yep, uh, this one better watch out." She she'll fucking stay on her P's and Q's. She'll be out of here too. I'll get another one. This is the NFL. You know what that means, don't you? Not for long. Not for long. Give her these bitches. Like, I was like, Dad, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm trying to go to ask you about like how to go about going to the prom with this girl. I like. like you telling me we're calling bitches every other sentence. <laughs> but you know, if anything, yeah. I will say this, right? So without them knowing, they taught me who I didn't want to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There were parts of him that disgusted me or made me very like just unhappy. Like I can it sounds weird, but like even certain smells, like I could he was a huge cigarette smoker and I yeah. drank Bud Heavies and I could smell it and I'm like and I just I hope I never go home to my family or my girl and smell like that. Yeah. Or like the things he did and like dude, I don't want to ever like that was one of my other things too. Like, if I'm ever blessed to have kids, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm never gonna be that kind of dad. I'm gonna be a dad. I'm gonna yeah. be a great. You know what I mean? That was the same so way with on me. On the flip side, it's like, again, they, their, <clears throat> their lack of ability to be good dads, yeah, taught us what we want to be. That was the same way. Like the, the inadvertent lesson. Like I yeah. know, I don't know a whole bunch, but I know I don't want to be this guy. Yeah, you know this guy like three marriages and a bunch of kids and stuff like that. And I fucking could count on one hand the amount of times I've seen this nigga like I know I don't want to be that yeah, you know yeah. if I yeah. ever settle down like I'm gonna be there like because I, I tell you between that and just seeing my mom juggle it all yeah and talk about resilient I mean stubborn in such a proudful way yeah you know I'm like fuck that's what I want to be yeah know? yeah yeah <laughs> I've been. I told you you left me that message like over. I want to say like last summer or something like that. Talking about he wants me to call him back or something. Like that. If you don't, if you don't call me back by Monday, the blah blah blah, I'm gonna come to San Diego and choke you out. I was like, bring it, nigga. Like, fuck you. I wish you would darken my doorstep. That'll be the last thing you fucking do. Uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, uh, we got a few fun episodes coming up. I know this one was kind of like we got kind of was a little more serious, mm. but it's okay, man. Yeah, you know, again, I the goal was to 
you know, bring awareness yeah. and say, hey, it's okay to have these conversations too. As silly as we are and yeah. as fun as we do and as long, you know, as much as dark humor we have, we also are yeah. aware of the reality of being good souls and good people. And this yep. is something that needs attention. Yeah, we want to help people out too, help our friends, hopefully, who listen. Uh, yeah, reach out to us. Like, I know... I know I can be kind of prickly, but, you know, mm. if you're having a hard time, I want to make myself available. It's one thing I will say about you, man. Like, I love your ability to listen, and at least for me, you know, you I've been blessed to have you. Like, you are a very accurate um, depiction of, like, what's going on. When someone tells you something, like, you're able to look at it and assess it, and you have such a great interpretation of what's going on. Where even as I'm saying it, sometimes I'm like, ah, I didn't even look at it. And I'm the one, like, who's dealing with it. It's like, I, I do appreciate when I hear you look at something, whether it's a, a an article or someone else's life story. And, like, your just ability to positively look at it, even though you don't want to be positive. But you are pretty, <laughs> <laughs> you are pretty, like, you're a very uh, um, optimistic in your, your perception of other people, you know? So, well, just, especially because most of the people are the people you <clears throat> care about, you know? I... I think I've said this before, and like anybody who knows me knows this is is what it is. Is like, I, not everybody deserves the best parts of you, and I don't give those away to anybody, mm. you know, except the people I really care about. Yeah, you know. So like, like, let me see, what's an analogy I can make? Like, how valuable is your friendship if you just give it away freely to everybody? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I say at the end of the night at the work. None of you are important. Since all of you are important, none of you are important. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> the villain from The Incredibles. <laughs> if everybody's super, nobody, nobody is. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so coming up, we should have our Christmas episode. I'm trying to get the, make that happen. We're trying to get Mr. or Mrs. Claus. One of them. We're trying it's, to, it's a busy time of the year for them. Yeah, I know. It's still tricky, but we're going to try and get them. Um, I know you're not super psyched about it, but I'm trying to make it happen. It was a Dungeons and Dragons episode, and I want to make that a regular thing. No, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, I'll learn. I wanted to do, but I feel like that would be kind of the fun and funny part Dude, of it. And that's something I struggle through it. You listen to me learn as I go. You can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted. Uh, I think we talked about doing an episode uh, where we kind of go over and recap like kung fu movies and our history, like yes. as kids, like mm-hmm. growing up with that stuff and like our favorites, etc. Um, also, uh, I, I don't know if I ran it by you. Like I was, uh, thinking of maybe having an episode discussing the friend zone. I guess it should be like an offshoot of like another one of our relationship episodes. Okay. I know there's a couple people that want to come on and yeah. talk for that one. Uh, I wanted to do an episode, the Keanu Sance, where we go over <laughs> yes. like Keanu's career and how he's mm. kind of transcended just being an actor to more of like a, uh, like a social figure, it's like a modern you know. day monk. Yeah, exactly. He just like a standard the temple. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm yeah. gonna be down here with all the regular people. Um, let me see. And oh, and also we're we're probably gonna <clears throat> talk to. Well, all right, we've already started compiling some data because one of our episodes that I'm really excited about is the Dynamic Menace Gentleman's Guide for Strip Club Etiquette. Mm. And we've been talking to a lot of the dancers and getting like a lot of feedback and input on do's and don'ts of uh, being a patron at your local uh, yes. gentleman's club. 
we're, we're going to go through um, probably a good handful of like uh, most frequently asked questions. Yeah. And we'll have the girls answer them. Yeah. Spoiler uh, alert. The number one response is don't take your dick out. Weird, right? <laughs> How'd they get out there? Oh, my God. <laughs> I got a bit of its own, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Has a mind of its own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but other than that, uh, we hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we want you to hit us up on our Instagram. It's dynamic.menace, dynamic period menace. Uh, tell us how you're doing. Uh, tell us what you want to hear us talk about. Tell us if you're excited about any of our upcoming episodes or maybe something we didn't mention that you would want to hear us talk about. Yes. Uh, give us all the feedback. We're excited about it. Yeah, we're going to um, want to make sure we post some of this info on some of the mental health uh, resources. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure we post that as well. Um, but yeah. Um, do you want to end it off on some dark humor balance? So, share sure. some. Yeah. Yeah. All right, real quick. Answer this. Yeah. What makes sad people jump? What? Bridges. <laughs> and just like that, the entire episode is undone. <laughs> uh, that's what we call balance, folks. <laughs> All right. Stay afloat. Uh, we love you. All right. Thanks, guys. And, uh, thanks for listening. Bye.